tax refund is only available for a limited time. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Hey, Kathy, you know, I really love my personal price plan with State Farm, and so I'm going to go and admit it. I really love soft jazz, you know, that Kenny G stuff. Steve, you don't need to get that personal. The State Farm personal price plan helps us together create an affordable price just for you. Well, I want to tell everybody about State Farm's personal price plan. Call Kathy Thurman Edwards, the agent on Brookhaven Circle. 901-767-7744. I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. Like any good agent, we're here for the open house, for the closing, for handing over keys. But because we're Realtors, we're here for so much more. Agents who are Realtors volunteer at nearly three times the national average. We're working to broaden access to credit, increase affordable housing supply, and ensure fair housing for all. And Realtors are bound by a code of ethics. We're here for it all. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Every piece of land has a story. For the Caggianos, it's keeping their yard pristine with a John Deere Z530MC track mower. Because it's not just a yard, it's a gathering place. Work and play kind of meld together for us. They run a brewery, harvest their own hops, and keep things tidy for their guests. People say, what are you? Are you a farmer or a brewer? So I say, I'm a farmer brewer. When you love what you do, it's not really work. Run with us on a Z530M mower and start telling your story. Learn more at johndeere.com slash radio. Kevin Matt talks with Matt Hardy. There's nothing like a wrestling fan, you know, for better or for worse. How do you handle that, though? We're talking about people talking about your family, what they don't know about your family or your right. brother or you. How, how does one handle that from a day-to-day basis? Uh, something I joke about with the Young Bucks all the time. I said, if you would vanity search Matt Hardy on Twitter, I said, after you got through 100 replies, you'd want to quit the business and never never be seen again. It's just, you, you just learn to deal with it. You know what I mean? It's the Kick Rocks Wrestling Podcast with Evan T. Mack. Subscribe now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When people have a craving to explore new and traditional Asian cuisines, they head to P.F. Chang's, where scratch-made dishes come from the 2,000-year-old tradition of wok cooking. P.F. Chang's wanted to explore new possibilities for their website. They turned to AmericanEagle.com. AmericanEagle.com re-architected P.F. Chang's website, integrating multiple third-party systems to create a unified digital experience. The results? Improved page speed and performance, personalized content based on users' location, intuitive online ordering, and increase in organic search visibility and a 40% increase in new users. For scratch-made Asian cuisine, visit your local P.F. Chang's or go to pfchangs.com for website design, development, digital marketing, and hosting that produce efficiency, revenue, and results. Visit AmericanEagle.com. P.F. Chang's and AmericanEagle.com. Another example of the best businesses in the world. Turning to the best in the business for websites, go to AmericanEagle.com or call 877-WEB-NOW-1. That's 877-WEB-NOW-1. We're here with Jennifer Carsonson, real estate expert from the Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency. Jen, everyone's talking about how high interest rates are right now. What do you think? I have this conversation all the time where buyers are nervous about jumping into a higher interest rate. But if you're the first time home buyer, the interest on rent is 100%. That's the first thing I'll say. If you are paying $50,000 over the value of a house, plus concessions, plus you're paying for everything to get a 3.5% rate, but if I told you at 6.5%, you can get below list, you can get your closing costs paid, you can have your appraisal contingency in there, you can get repairs done on the house. And then when rates normalize, you can refinance. Well, you've still gotten the deal. Now you got the deal on the house plus the deal on the interest rate. Whether you're buying or selling, you need Jennifer Carstensen in the Live Love Group at the Real Estate Agency, 901-625-5200, or email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. That's 901-625-5200 or sold at livelovememphis.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Need new wiper blades but not sure which ones are right for you? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. We'll show you options for your vehicle and even install your new wiper blades for free. Right now, save $10 per pair on Bosch Focus wiper blades so you can see better in any weather. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts Three people you should be 100% certain about Your barber, your plumber, and your tax pro Switch to Jackson Hewitt and you can be 100% certain about your taxes We'll get you your maximum refund guaranteed And we'll back your return for life Don't be kind of certain Or almost certain Be 100% certain 
Switch to Jackson Hewitt today and get 50% off tax prep. Limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. Recent weather taking a toll on your roof? A-Team Roofing has you covered, literally, with their 24-hour tarp service to stop further damage. I pity the fool that doesn't check out our online reviews. A-TeamRoofers.com People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer, Michelle. As an entrepreneur, every day is different. My phone bill from Cricket, on the other hand, always stays the same. Without surprises, hidden fees, or annual contracts, I can work worry-free. That's Michelle, everybody, doing business like a boss. Smile, you're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial. See CricketWireless.com for details. WMFS-FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS-Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Cause baby now we got bad blood. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Each and every day here on the Jeff Calkins Show, we welcome Chris Harrington to the program. Let's fire it up. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. Chris, what are we listening to? This is, of course, uh, Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Sending that out to Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green for conspiring to give us a fun night at FedEx Forum. Did anti-hero get any consideration? I, I was too lazy to, to give many things consideration. I'm lazy. I'm too mm. sleepy this morning. I'm too tired after that night at FedEx Forum. So my first thought I felt was a good thought. Just went with it. What'd you make of last night? I thought it was fun. I mean, I, my, the, the number one thing that I made out of it, and this was sort of what I wrote in my my piece will be at the file at the buzzer if you're doing the game story, yeah. which was that, you know, for for all the drama and all the stuff, and that stuff has not gone away, but for 48 minutes last night, it didn't matter, and it was just about basketball. And it was not about <clears throat> the people not there. It was about the people who were there. It was about the stuff happening off the floor. It was about the stuff happening on the floor. And it was just a reminder that you, we can still have this, man. We can still have good basketball games. We can still have 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 drama and and, 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 and it's competitive play and players that really do that like matter. Like Jared Jackson just was, was in the all-star game. You know, Desmond Bain would have been in that conversation if he hadn't had the, the toe injury earlier in the season. This team still got good players um, and still playing meaningful basketball games. And I thought it was great. Yeah. Because it's one of those things like I wanted to contextualize. In the end, did that change anything that I think about the Grizzlies moving forward? No. At the same time, I thought it mattered. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought that I'm a big believer of mom, in momentum. And it felt like the Grizzlies were spiraling. I'm not saying that this changes the, you know, the direction of the team. It just felt like they needed something good to happen. And last night felt like that to me. Yeah, I mean, I felt the fan base needed that. In terms of the team, it was sort of hard to get a read. I actually asked a, a question along those lines to both Tyus Jones and Desmond Bain about whether, you know, whether it's because you came home or because you had a couple more days to sort of settle in and gather yourself. Yeah. Whether it felt different in that game for the team than it did in Los Angeles when you were sort of having to play these games like right in the moment of the Brandon Clark news and the John Morant news. Now, the reality is those games in Los Angeles were both competitive. And, like, they struggled in the fourth quarter, as they often do. Um, and then they came home, and they won a game at home, as they often do. And so if you don't know the context of all the drama, and you just look at those games, like you would, there's, the games seem normal, really. Um, but I agree with you that it felt that way. I, say, I certainly think that was true of, of the fan base, of the people on the outside. I'm not entirely sure on the inside, but I expect it had to be some of that too. It had to be, had to be a sense of like exhalation, like you know, like like let's just stop and breathe for a second and like steady ourselves. That is the sense I had. Yeah, the way that I kind of look at it is, I know that there are basketball reasons 
for why they struggle in the fourth quarter. And, and I can acknowledge that those basketball reasons. I think it's kind of similar to the argument that you used to make about NBA TV ratings. Like, whatever you kind of want to make your argument, there's probably some truth into it. I think whatever your theory right. on the Grizzlies in the fourth quarter is, there's probably some truth to it. I personally believe there's also a mental element where I, I can see where they start pressing. I felt like it was important for them to have a fourth quarter that while they were, you know, nearly double digits, I think they were up nearly double. Was it nine maybe at the end of the third? Even though they had a lead, I thought it was It was just actually kind of, six. Yeah, it was, oh yeah. It was down right. to six at the start of the fourth, yeah. I just thought it was important for them to hit a knockout punch just to like, you know, okay, oh yeah, we remember how to do that. Like, I think that matters in sports. Yeah, no, it, you know, they did, they avoided the game getting tight in the last few minutes, right? And so how would they have held up? And, and they're going to have to win some games that are tight down sure. the stretch. But uh, it, it sort of felt like coming off the two games in Los Angeles, like, you suspect that if that game had tightened up late, they would have, the Grizzlies would have tightened up yep. late. Um, and, and they avoided having to deal with that. Like, let's, let, let's run off the Warriors and then deal with our uh, win a tight game problem later. I think, you know, we would all choose that. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, forced, they forced Steve Kerr to empty his bench before that game was over. And so good for them. Mark and I were texting about this last night. If you forget, set aside the theatrics of these two teams playing each other. If you are the Grizzlies, isn't isn't the Warriors a decent matchup for them in the playoffs if you're going to play a quote-unquote good team? 100%. I, I mean, this has been true. I mean, the, the, the thing that's been memory hold about the, you know, is this a rivalry, is this not a rivalry thing? So the Grizzlies eliminated the Warriors two years ago before the Warriors eliminated the Grizzlies last season. These teams have ended each other season each you know two years in a row. Yeah. And yeah, I know Clay Thompson wasn't playing that year, but like the Grizzlies who's at that point job Morant's like 21 or whatever, they went into San Francisco and beat them in their building with Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole and all these guys playing. Like that happened. And then last season, yes, the Warriors beat the Warriors as the 3 seed beat the Grizzlies as the 2. Um, the Grizzlies had all kinds of problems in that series. They never had their starting five healthy together for, for a single second in terms of all, all together. And, like, that's why the Warriors didn't want a title, you know? It's not like – and so – and then in terms of the regular season, I, we don't feel that way right now because of the Christmas Day game and the other games this season. Yeah. But if you go back over the last four or five years, or not four or five, the John Morant era of this, you'll see even in regular season it's been very competitive. And from a matchup standpoint, that Warriors team is not super big. Now, they were able to not have to deal with Steven Adams last season. That Warriors, and maybe this season too, if they play again in the playoffs, that Warriors team is not super big, so it doesn't generally, it's not generally going to hurt the Grizzlies' rebounding issues as much as some other teams might, even though that did happen in the playoffs last year. It's also a team that turns the ball over a lot, and the Grizzlies sort of need that to generate offense, and the Warriors tend to be a team that like doesn't take care of the ball that well. And I just think defensively, the Grizzlies match up okay with them. You know, I mean, having having Dylan, you know, to, to chase around Steph Curry, and so yeah, no, that's not a matchup I I, I particularly fear. No, I it's to me like I like I would much rather see them than like Phoenix. I mean, I guess you have the Durant question, but it's. I, I fear right. teams that have the truly athletic big that can force Jaron to have to, you know, end up playing more physical, and then I feel like that's when Jaron gets in foul trouble. Those are the teams that I yeah. kind of fear. Yeah, no, I agree. And I would much rather be trying to guard, figure out how to guard. And, like, you can get killed by these dudes because these dudes are, are great. But I'd rather be trying to figure out how to guard um, – Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, then figuring out how to guard um, Kevin Durant and 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 Devin Booker. Yes, given personnel, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, give, yeah, right. Given what you have, because Dylan guards up, but like length wise, like Durant. I don't know. I'm just sure who's going to guard Durant. You know, for the Grizzlies. You, I mean, Jaron's your best bet, but like, how how many minutes is he going to play trying to guard Kevin Durant? You know. <sighs> It's one of those ones where you're like, eh, meh, 
Maybe that ankle will be. Maybe that ankle will still be sore and tender. Like I feel like that's right. that's your best your your best bet. What'd you make of Dylan last night? It was a command performance, and, and you know, even with you know the shooting wasn't good. Shoot from three, he was like oh seven or one of seven or whatever. Um, I believe he's one for one in his last one. That's right. You know, shooting the shooting was good enough to not be a problem, really, and to make and for the the rest of it to make up for that. He he was on one, as they say. He had three, like you know, put on the end of the season list moments in the first yeah. half alone. Um, and then after the game, just like, and he knew he knew it was like now is my time to shine. Let me put on these sunglasses, and you know, and, and stand here and like and just let it out. And then he he was it was a command performance after the game too. Obviously, we've seen throughout the league. Winning on the road this year has has been pretty difficult because to me, like the 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 clearly the defining the good from the great teams. It's look at the road records. With the Grizzlies, though, there's such an extreme. I mean, I suppose you can make the argument last night were the the two best examples of the extremes in the league: two extremely good home teams and two borderline bad yeah. teams on the road. When you what is your theory for why it's so different with the Grizzlies? Because it's not as if, you know, they go on the road and they look the same. Well, it it's had, at times they look like a different team. It had, it had, it had, I, don't, I don't have a number entirely, but it wasn't this bad last year, right? right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I, 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 I was going to ask Brevin about this last night. I did not get a chance to, so I don't want to overly, like, you know, make assumptions about what, what he was thinking. But, I remember the Houston game, the first game of that road trip yeah. in the pregame show. They, they were talking about, like, you know, how to get better on the road. Remember, this is the Houston game before, before you know, the subsequent news came out. Revan said on the pregame show, on the road, you got to stay out to one, not till three. And I wonder That's actually if, like, a really good know, lesson. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I wonder if there were – I wonder if, if you know – just the general, and you, you, you put that together with the Steven Adams stuff that came out about the players meeting or whatever that leaked out. I wonder if there's been a little bit of like not lack of professionalism on the road. I, I mean, I think we, we now know that's been the case for Ja, but, but I, I do wonder if, if the team just hasn't, hasn't been as nose to the grindstone on their road trips as, as, as maybe they were a year ago. That would only be speculation. But, it also, but it's also true that – very few teams have been good on the road in the West this year. And maybe the general parity talent-wise in the West feeds into that as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at it, to your point, the Grizzlies were 30-11 and 11 last year at home, and then they were 26-15 and 15 on the road. And then this year, I, what now I think they are 29-5, and five, is that right, at home? Let's see. They are now, sorry, 27-5 and five at home and 12-21 and 21 on the road. Like, it... And to me, it's. I think I think the theory holds up because it's not even just, oh, they lose games on the road. It's the fact that they look like they're just not even in some certain games on the road. Yeah, yeah, um, could be. I mean, definitely, there's something there. Jaron, I felt like I think this is an interesting moment for him because I think there's the opportunity for him to kind of put this team on on his back as they try to navigate without Ja, I'm not even saying that I think he hasn't, you know, I think he's really stepped up recently. But doesn't it seem as if he's trying to set a tone early? Like, it felt like last night he was really trying to set a tone early. Yeah, I think putting the team on his back is putting too much weight on him. But what I do think is true is that this is pushing him into the spot where he needed to be anyway. Yeah frankly, which is like a full co-partner in the, in the Grizzlies offense. Um, not a, you know, we'll go to, we'll get you involved this quarter, but then we'll forget about you for two more quarters kind of thing. I think he needs to be, you know, with Ja and Desmond that, you know, when Ja is playing, th- that has to be like, you know, a cut above everybody else. And he has to be right there with Desmond as a kind of co-partner. And that would Jai out, especially, I think it's forced that. Like they, they you know, the, the, where else are they going to go? They have to do that. And so I think the more consistent touches, the more consistent shots, the more consistent 
demand of him to help generate offense for the team has been both necessary, but I think important and overdue. And I think he has responded to that really well. That doesn't mean like every quarter of every game he's been good, but you look over the course of the game and it's like, you know, all three of these games since Jaws been out, you look at the end of the night and you look at the box score, like it's consistent, you know, generating offense. It's not, you know, you got an 18 point game and then you got a seven point game and then you got, you know, it's been night after night, sort of like Desmond Bain is, frankly, like every night, pretty much Desmond Bain is generating offense at a meaningful level. Some nights are better than others, but you know, there's not a lot of nights where he just sort of disappears from the offense. And so Jaron has to be, even though he's a front court player, he has to be that a guy who is central to the offense every night. And I think, you know, this is sort of a, you know, it's a, I don't know if silver lining is the right term, but it's a good thing that's come out of a bad thing and that it has really forced the Grizzlies to more consistently get, keep him involved. Opportunity. Maybe is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been an opportunity and it's something that, that I think can and should carry over even, you know, after Jai gets back going into next season, like this elevation of him into a consistent featured part of the offense has to be a permanent elevation to me. Did you think it was important that when he picked up the fourth foul, he ends the night with four fouls? Um, no. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, not not with the way the game went. Yeah. I mean, if he if he had you know picked up a couple of others and fouled out, and the game is still in the balance, then we would care about that. But you know, I'm not. I, I just I think people are too fixated on his foul issue. I've always thought that. I mean, there are certainly times where it's a real thing. But I think I think the less attention, the better. A lot of nights on that. What'd you make of Taylor Jenkins shortening the rotation in the second half, particularly? Um, I think it was necessary. Jeff and I actually, Jeff, Jeff and I were sitting side by side with with the no local broadcast, and then mm-hmm. Drew was out. We were we were both courtside. That was the first time in a long time. Jeff and I used to sit side by side courtside like every game years ago for different publications and, you know, the media section keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking every year. So that's, that was the first time in a long time we've had that opportunity. But when the second half started, I sort of leaned over to him and I said, is he going to play Roddy and Zaire this half? And we were sort of speculating about whether he would do that, whether he would, he would tighten the rotation because in the first half he played a full 10 and it was the five minutes that he had Roddy and Zaire on the floor together against the lineup with Steph Curry and Draymond Green on the floor that it really flipped the other way in a hurry. And I sort of thought that's what he would do, but um, I didn't know that's that's what he would do, but I think it was the right move. And I think maybe that is the the gradual pivot to playoff rotations. Yeah. For me, sorry, go ahead. ahead. I apologize. I said, I, I said, I said, maybe this is what it would be. It will be, we'll play our 10 man rotation in the first half and then we'll adjust it down in the second half. And then by the time we get to the playoffs, we're just not doing it. We're just, you know, we're starting, we're, we're doing eight, eight or nine from the jump instead of the 10. Maybe that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, I, I'm with you completely. It was 100% the right call because, you know, the Grizzlies had that big first quarter. The lead's 20, and it felt like you blinked, and it was down to like five. And yeah. I, I think the, the thing that's a little bit more interesting to me is, was that game dependent or is that going to become more of the norm? Like, obviously, when you're playing these Houston games, I don't think he's going to try to just play eight guys and play them 35 minutes. But, like, I am curious if, you know, what does it look like against Dallas on Saturday? Well, I think it may be partly dependent on how the Knights and Tiff guys look in, yeah. in that initial run, right? Like, like, if, like if David Roddy had, or Zaire Williams had been great and the team had held up really well, then those guys may have gotten back out there in the second half. So I doubt it will be preordained, but my guess it'll is is it will be a ten man rotation to start with the idea of I'll tighten this down in the second half if I feel like I need to. That it won't be committed committed to you know playing all ten of these guys going you know the rest of the way. I, it feels to me like that's the logical way to go if you as long assuming that he wants to stick with ten from the jump, which I think he probably does. Isn't that typically what he does in the playoffs anyway? Um, that is the way, if I remember correctly, he started in the playoffs. I think by the time you got deeper in the playoffs, he, he, he had gone away from the 10, even to start. 
Um, but I, I'd have to go back and look at box scores. I yeah. may be misremembering that. Yeah, I definitely remember the year that they had Grayson and Bain. So I guess that was two years ago. That was kind of what he would do. He'd play all 10, and then he'd tighten it up. But you're right. I think last year he just – last year it was, it was kind of settled already. But I don't know. I think the way that – the way that he coached the game, the way that he treated the game, it felt like he was symbolizing to me, like, this game is important. And more than just, I felt like it was more than just, we need to beat the Warriors or, you know, whatever, we're coming off a tough road, road strip. It, it felt to me like he thought it was important for his team to win that game. Oh, no, I think there's, I think there's, there's no doubt about that. And, but, you know, like, part of, like, it, it, it sounds weird to people to – because you, like, you should think it's important to win every game. But the reality is, over the course of an 82-game season, you're sort of operating at different levels in terms of, you know, you want to win every game you play, but you're always, are also cognizant of bigger picture stuff and you're trying to balance the two. I think, you know, in playoff basketball, you're not, you're, you're not balancing anymore. You're just trying to win the game. And so I think, I think, you know, this is the time to start pivoting towards approaching games like you approach playoff games, at least as long as, you know, seeding and all that is still in question. Were you still at the table when our boy hit that three? Oh, when Dylan hit the three? No, 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 no. What are we when talking Ke- about? When Kenny oh, when hit the Ke- three. With, so the problem, I was, I was still sitting courtside, but I was trying to finish up my, buzz, my piece I had to follow the buzzer, and so I didn't even see it. I, I was oh, just into my laptop the whole time. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, that has to be devastating, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's the, this is a frustration I have of, of the follow story at the buzzer thing. It's just a weird, it's a, it is a weird thing to me as someone who's a former film critic. Like, no one asks you to file a film review as the, as the, as the credit <laughs> could troll. You, could you imagine? You've got, <laughs> right. We're getting into the foreign language, uh, the foreign language names. we got to hurry. Right, right. And so, yeah, it, it, it's always just a weird thing to me. Or like, you know, I've done concert reviews before. I'm not like, you know trying to hit publish like the second, like, you know, the final notes ring out or whatever. Uh, but that's, that's the way you do, That's the way we do it. If you're doing the game story. And so I was once, once, once Kerr pulled the plug and the game was over, the game was over for me, except for waiting to fill in some final stats. Yeah. So my wife is the type of, my wife is the type of sports fan that basically Jeff is like the, the Grizzlies were up like 15, but then the Warriors hit a three. And so she had to just go, back to the bedroom she's like I can't watch this I hate them too much like I can't I can't deal with this and so I went to get her when Kerr pulled the plug but when when Lofton hit the three like I audibly gasped like it was you know like a game deciding play I I don't know why I feel like that for him but god I love him yeah I Yes, I agree. I, I don't. I have no idea what the future holds for him. Well, he's obviously put. He, he's been putting up numbers on the board. Numbers on the board in the G League, and that is not to be dismissed. I mean, I, I you know, it would you would feel differently if he was struggling in the G League, but that transition from G League to NBA with him is is a very interesting question. Yeah, good I mean, for him knocking down that three. Yeah, I, I I was just very happy for him. All right, we will, we'll close on this. Did you make anything of the John ja Morant? I. I hesitate to say update. To me, the only update was Jared Greenberg's report that occurred on the broadcast while y'all were there. He essentially said that the disciplinary decision could be a unilateral decision made by Silver, but it was still kind of very like, I don't know. Like it didn't sound, I think a lot of people took it like Adam Silver's going to make the decision. I did not interpret it that way. I interpreted it that Adam Silver could make the decision. Ja would get credit if there was a suspension. Ja would get credit for time served. But essentially, if it were announced as a suspension, that's only to for fining purposes. But did you make anything of what the team said uh, of any update at all last night? So, I, I mean, two things there. In terms of what the team said, I, I, I ended up writing a, a little newser about also what Taylor Jenkins said, although I wasn't sure if it was actually news or not. At some point, I, at some level, I can't remember what people have said and what they have it, yeah. like in, in the microphones and what they've said, you know, to me, not in microphones. Right. And, and that, that can be a little dangerous to confuse those two. But the whole thing about that Taylor Jenkins said about, um, you know, it came to a head in Denver, which was the implication yeah. was we, you know, we already, there were already concerns, there were already conversations. Um, yeah, I took that as we, knew we were playing with fire. 
Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if that was news. It was not news to me, but I went ahead and wrote it because even if he'd said that before, he'd never said it in Memphis, Tennessee. Right. You know, and so I was not out on the road trip. I texted Drew and I said, does he, does he already say this? And, and Drew's response was like, well, not quite that explicitly. And so I took – that was news to some degree. The, 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 the other part, the Greenberg thing, this is something that I suspect. I don't know, but I suspect this. The, the, the thing about how this is a, a suspension, but they're not calling it a suspension. Right. It, it was suggested to me in the front end that there is some collective bargaining agreement reasons for that. What I think that means is basically what you just said. I did not see that Greenberg report, but – but what what you what you just conveyed lines up with my assumption, which is I I I think that you can't. It's almost like a double jeopardy thing where you can't like a player can't be suspended by the team and by the league for like the same thing. Right. I think, and so I think they're holding him out without calling it a suspension, in the expectation that there may be some kind of league suspension based on on this, and if there is, then perhaps you know. That, 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 that suspension will have started at the point that the team set him out. And even though it's got called a suspension, I think it's almost a de facto in, uh, suspension in the anticipation of a de jure, a legal suspension, right? Yes. And so I do think that sort of lines up with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm also, if I'm the Grizzlies, like, I would, pre- I would prefer for the official suspension to come from the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I understand – it's maybe something more on paper than it is a practice, but I, well, I just personally would I would prefer that the NBA have to play bad cop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I because I think I think that that was the case with the Indiana thing where the the the, the friends of, of yeah. Morant got banned from the arena. It was like, oh well, you know, it's almost like it's good that the Grizzlies that the league did that, so we don't have to ban Josh's friends from the arena. I think we've reached the point now where team accountability needs to be a part of this. Yeah, that's fair. And so I, I, I think a little bit of a little bit of measured bad cop. I think it's important, like how you thread that needle. But a little bit of bad cop is needed from the Grizzlies at this point. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. Chris, have a great weekend. We appreciate it. All right, thanks. That is Chris Harrington of the Daily Memphian. A couple of pieces available over at the Daily Memphian from Chris about last night. When we come back, Jeff returns to the program. Stick around. You'll see the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Ashley's Orange event is happening for three days only. Friday through Sunday only. Save 30% off store-wide or get 60 months no interest with no minimum purchase and no down payment. Don't miss Ashley's biggest event of the year. Shop hot deals starting at $199. Plus, shop Ashley Sleep Doorbuster Mattresses. Your choice Comfort Queen Mattress, now only $3.99. Text 79975 to schedule your appointment today. Friday through Sunday only, in-store at Ashley. There comes a time every spring and summer where you look outside in Memphis and everything is colorful and blooming. Well, the same thing happens at O'Call, and that time has arrived. The spring and summer merchandise is here, and the whole store is blooming with color. Stop on by and see for yourself. Maybe you're planning for a spring trip, a return to the golf course, or wedding and graduation season. Or maybe you just want to celebrate the return of spring days, sunshine, and the playoffs. Whatever your inspiration, stop by and see your friends at O'Call. The whole place is blooming. Are you shopping for a new watch, an engagement ring, or any kind of jewelry at all? Then come shop where the Grizzlies and former University of Memphis Tiger grade shop, Platinum Jewelers here in Memphis. Platinum Jewelers has a big selection of earrings, stackable rings, luxury watches, necklaces, bracelets, really whatever you need. We do custom jewelry and are located at 9387 Poplar Avenue next to Fresh Market in Germantown. So if you need anything jewelry related, Come see Platinum Jewelers. Now could be a good time to learn another way to make a living. Learn a skill at More Tech. 
Their grads, auto techs, welders, machinists, air conditioning techs, plumbers, and electricians are earning more. 97% of MoreTech graduates get jobs. Worried about costs and tuition? Through Pell Grants and Tennessee Promise, eligible students will finish their degree without debt. Earn a degree, have zero debt, and be immediately qualified for skilled technical jobs or a trade. Learn a trade to make a living wage. Go to moretech.edu to learn more. That's moretech.edu. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-873-7171. Get ready, because Scott's is taking over Daylight Saving Time. It's such a big event that we're calling it Daylong Saving Time. And now it's got real savings. In fact, it's the biggest deals of the year. Audacious? Absolutely. So don't wait. Stock up early and you'll be able to... To save up to $20 on Scott's Triple Action and Easy Seed products today at the Home Depot and Lowe's. Offers available March 9th through 22nd at select U.S. stores. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See store for exact offers. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah, but now you should have uh, you have that phone number locked into your phone. Service Master by Cornerstone. In case disaster strikes, 901-624-9200, 901-624-9200. I'm still careening across the state of Texas. Don't worry about flood warnings now. But if you ever did, if you have water damage, smoke damage, tree falls on your house, what do you do in that moment of crisis? Call 6249200, service master by Cornerstone. Largest franchise in a 600-mile radius. Locally owned, locally operated, 24-hour phone line. Deal with every insurance company. They will get you right. 6249200, service master by Cornerstone, fmcornerstone.com. Jeffrey, I have, uh, I've gotten lots of feedback. People love them some earlier asked. Just people said the only thing about, great about this drive to Dallas is that there's a bucket. And so I asked, what is so great about Bucky's? Well, Shannon Little Briggs says, okay, here's the Bucky's lowdown. Fill up your gas, the cheapest. Use the restroom, huge, clean, very nice. Get a brisket sandwich with an insanely large fountain drink of your choice. Stock up on snacks for the rest of the road trip, whatever your heart desires. Bonus points for grabbing a signature holiday Bucky's T-shirt. Warning, if you're privy to panic attacks, this place may give you one. So that is uh, that is one bit of advice. I then got this from Henry in America. It's a mandatory stop. Cleanest bathrooms you'll find on your drive. The food is good. My kids love the burritos. I usually get a brisket or barbecue sandwich. T-shirts are a must. Beef jerky, also very good. From Tank. Plan on spending an hour and over $100 on goodies for the road at Bucky's. It's like a super Walmart and Love's or Pilot truck stop had a baby. And, uh, and let's see what else. Uh, then there was, uh, there was one final one, Boss Ross. You may find your next wife mm. at Bucky's. So they really have everything. Yes. T-shirts and my next wife. Although I've got kind of a, I kind of have a, I'm not sure I'm shopping for my next wife. I'll just put it that way. How did you go to the Cotton Bowl and not stop here? Can't be in a hurry, so you may want to hit it up Sunday after the championship. There's some optimism built into that as well. The point is, 
people love their freaking, freaking, and this is a truck stop they're talking about, and they're urging me to buy T-shirts and beef jerky. Someone else said the, uh, the, uh, uh, they had some warm pecans. I like the idea of warm pecans. So, uh, anyway, that's the lowdown on. Well, no, the real question that everybody wants to know is, was, were those suggestions yeah. effective in changing your plan? Oh, if I, I, Royce City, I think the name of this place is, I got to keep my eyes peeled. I do 100%. If I see the Buckies, I plan to stop at the Buckies. Uh, but uh, it, absolutely, I will stop at the Buckies. And my current plan is to get a brisket sandwich at the Buckies. I think that's enough people have mentioned brisket. You, I had heard about the brisket. So I think I'm going to get the brisket at the Bucky's. Now, I have built in, I'm, I don't even have a hotel yet in Dallas. Just, this is the most Jeff Calkins trip ever. I'm, asking, I'm asking the authority, I'm asking the authority if Bucky's is a must stop. <laughs> um, so I am, uh, I assume they have rooms down there somewhere. I'll just find some Marriott <laughs> property. And I don't know how long I'm staying. I'm going straight to the game. I've built in, game's tip is at six, right? So, my phone says I'm going to get there. Do you want me to make you a hotel reservation? No. My phone says I'm going to get there at 3.30. So I'm going to go straight to the uh, game. I'll file at, uh, you know, 11.30 or 12 midnight. Hopefully they'll win. Uh, and I'll just get you whatever. I'll go to a, you know, a, any kind of Marriott property that they have. And then, uh, and then figure it out from there. You tell me, when will I be driving home? From the AAC tournament. I think you're driving home Sunday. I don't know. Now you're going to do the whole, are they going to win? I don't know. I think you're driving home Sunday. No, no, it doesn't matter. It, oh, wait, driving home Sunday. Well, here's the thing. I, I, 100%, I almost certainly am driving home Sunday because if they, if they lose, if they lose tonight, that's the only way I'm driving home tomorrow, and I don't expect that, right? So if they, and then, what time is Tulane game? I mean, if it is Tulane, what time will that game be? I we think know? it's 7 again. Let me double check. Yeah, so I would drive home Sunday. No, I, it, it's possible. I have a root canal on Monday. <laughs> this is really going to be a little bit close. So you think they'll play in the championship game Sunday? I do. If they play in the championship game Sunday. So tomorrow's, tomorrow's game for- would be tomorrow's game would be 5 p.m., I beg your pardon, on ESPN2. Yeah, though, here's the problem. They're gonna, if they play in the championship game on Sunday, you then got to hang around for because uh, in, in the end you got to write about uh, you, you got to write about their tournament draw, right? You get all of that, and so if they play in that game, win or lose, I'm really going to write mostly about you know the the, the the tournament draw. That's what matters after you know after as, as soon as Selection Sunday comes out, that's what matters, right? I suppose if they win the I win the whole thing, I'll write more about the game. I'm not going to be done till nine o'clock, ten o'clock on Sunday. My God, my life is a glamorous life. Mm-hmm. I've got a root canal Monday at noon. <sighs> that feels like so, you're going to uh, drive. You're going to see how far you I'm can drive, drive and then you're going to stop. The root canal. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I'll drive part of the way. And uh, and I'll probably be then I'd be on the phone with you Monday as I drive the rest of the way. You think that if they're playing Sunday, I'm probably driving back some other way back Monday. That's what's happening. I think that's probably anyway. fair. Uh, By the way, I can get you. Uh, there's the AC the AC Hotel downtown Fort Worth, uh, the Sinclair Autograph Collection. Uh, that's on Main Street. There's also uh-huh. a courtyard downtown. There's a Worthington Renaissance Fort Worth. Uh, yeah, you should be fine. There's lots of there's lots plenty, of Marriott properties. Plenty, plenty of stuff. Um, uh, all right, I have this question for you. All right, um, and I've asked. I think I've asked it at various points as these two uh, years, these two basketball seasons in Memphis have uh, have unfurled. Who has the better chance? of advancing in the postseason, the Memphis Tigers or the Memphis Grizzlies? Is there any question? Because I have 
asked that at different points, and the answer has been very different uh, at, at different depending on what is happening in the season. But right now, advancing means winning a tournament game for the Grizzlies in the uh, NCAA tournament. I'm not talking about this postseason. I'm talking about the real postseason for the Tigers. Or winning a playoff series for the Grizzlies. Who, if you had to put your money down on one of them to advance to the second round, who would it be? I think you have to say the Tigers because in the end they've just got to win one game. Yeah, yeah, but let me ask you this. Don't you think, so first of all, the Tigers have to make the tournament, which we think they will, Yeah. right? But presumably, unless they win this tournament this weekend, which they likely will not, they're going to go into this as a 9 or 10 seed, right? Or something like that, right? Eight, yeah, probably 8, eight 9 or 10. Maybe like an 8. But so at, what we're talking about is there. And, and uh, matchups will it'll be heavily matchup dependent, but it will be essentially a coin flip as to whether they advance. Right now, wouldn't you say? Hundred percent. The game, the game, but you only have to win one, and it's a coin flip. The Grizzlies are going to have to win but, four games. In but pres- it's also a coin. But they won't they be? Who will be? Who is more likely to be favored? Again, so much of this is matchup dependent. The Tigers versus their first round opponent, or their Grizzlies. And we're going to assume, I'm going to, I believe that the Grizzlies will have home court advantage in the first round. And so, and I honestly, I believe Ja will be back. And I don't know what, what to believe about Steven Adams. He was walking around fine in the locker room, by the way. Um, uh, but I think there's a, uh, some chance that he will be back. I think the odds will be roughly similar. Don't you think? I mean, don't you think the, the I think the Grizz, it may well be that the Grizzlies will be favored to advance in the four in a four five series because they have home court advantage, and the Tigers will be underdogs in a as a ten seed. I, I still look at it this way: like I, I get what you're saying. Like, like even if the Grizzlies are a slight favorite, they're not going to be. I mean, an, if, if you're fifteen and two, you only have to win one game. It really compares down to what the odds are. I mean, the other team has to win. It's not like the Grizzlies have to win four games, and the the team they're playing has to win one game. They are, they are the team they're playing has to win four games too. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, in the end, it's one coin flip, and so the. But I don't think the math changes on one coin flip versus four coin flips because you don't have to win. Well, it's, all it's an independent event seven. every time. But like to me, okay, the Grizzlies will be favored in their home games, but it's entirely possible they're not favored on the road games. Like you see, right, but they will play more home games than road games, presumably. I mean, if it comes to that. So anyway, you believe that the, you, you right now you think the Tigers have the greater? Yeah, because they just you have believe. To, no, I think it's a different you bet question. Yes or no on each of them right now? I'm going to give you a uh, 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 straight up bet. Yeah, uh, money line bet. Am I getting some will odds? Be, am I getting some juice? What, what, what am I? No. Will the Tigers? You're like the worst sports book of all time. Well, the Tigers and the worst sports book, and 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 all you get is a brisket sandwich and some warm pecans. Yeah, uh, and and a, a t-shirt, t-shirt. A, a signature t-shirt. Um, will the Tigers advance to the round of thirty-two? Yes, I'm going to say they both will. You think they both will? Yeah, I think they both make it to the second round. And what's your theory on uh, on each? So my theory on the Tigers is in that 8-9 game, I think they're going to have the two best players on the floor. Maybe not the two best pro prospects on the floor, but they're going to have an elite guard, and then they're going to have an elite big. Is that also true if it's a 7-10 game? I think, that will, I think it's likely to be true in that scenario. And I think, I think the league hurts the Tigers in the sense that I think we've seen that they are a better team than what they're going to be seated. Like we've seen them, they, we've seen them take on the number one team twice and be competitive till the final whistle. We've seen them go to Alabama and be competitive. Like you're not going to see a whole lot of teams that are better than they are. I don't even know if there really are two teams better than they are. So, when we've seen the Tigers go up against teams that are kind of equivalent, they typically handle them. 
if they happen to be an 8-9, where do you want them to go? And who do you want them Who do you want them to one seed in the region to be? Those are related, obviously. So I think you want to get matched up with Purdue. Because I... I've weirdly found myself watching a lot of Big Ten basketball the last month. I don't think the Big Ten's good. And I think that Purdue, I, I think Zach Eady is a awesome college basketball player. Yeah, but, he's very large, I've noticed. Right, but I also think what, what a lot of teams have started doing, and this is where Purdue started to struggle, teams are basically just saying, like, fine, let him get his. Like, he's a great player. We don't have, anyone, we don't have a matchup to stop him. So, so be it. Fine. And then they've got really young guards, and teams have been trying to make them beat them, and they've just been inconsistent. So if I'm taking on a number one seed, Purdue's the one I'll probably want. And that will be where? Most likely it will be the West. Now, I'm unclear, though, if— It will be in freaking Denver or somewhere? I would think maybe Purdue would wind up being, like, in Des Moines. Des Moines, that's it, right. I suppose Columbus is also possible. Uh, but I think Alabama it's. I think it's likely Birmingham, that will be the, the Las Vegas. That will be the Las Vegas regional. I mean, if you get matched up with Alabama, the the argument that I would make is, I'm sitting on an Alabama twenty to one ticket to win the title. The last month or so, I just, I mean, for you know, forget all the the legitimate right. gripes you can make about the off court stuff. They're just not. I, I think they've already played their best basketball. Like, you, you watch them, every game script has been the same recently. It's they fall behind, and then they fight furiously to come back. And they've, they've won some games like that, but I just wonder as the competition gets better. Like, it's one thing to do that to South Carolina. I, I wonder if it's, it's another thing when you're playing a top 25 team. All right, now let's shift to the Grizzlies. Do you also believe the Grizzlies will, and at this point, by the way, I'll take it. Like, if I, if you can tell me that, honestly, the most important thing I want out of the rest of the season is Ja to be back, to be a good frame of mind, uh, to uh, embrace change and continue to embrace the community and the franchise. That's the most important thing. But you, if you can give me that and also give me a first-round playoff series win and then, you know, a competitive second series even if it's a loss, I would 100% take that at this point. No, that's what Mark and I had discussed. Like, one of the good things that has come out of this just disastrous time period for the Grizzlies, it does feel like it's lessened expectations. And it feels like now, <laughs> yes, if we just, yes. like, you just win a playoff series, everyone's going to be like, good. Like, springboard into next year, anything else is gravy. It does feel like it's brought us back a little bit. It was also one of the, the very clear vibes last year is they are it, it, they are 100% your underdog team again. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they are that. So they have shifted that way. It's funny, I was talking to Gabe about this. It's, this is also a reminder, people, there, there were various people who said, you don't know how long the window's going to last, so you got to go all in, Right. And I oh, yeah. never believed that. I uh, think Jeff, you, I believe it was hashtag go for it. I, I think there was. I, I've never. But then there was a sort of a resumption of it this year. Like a yes. But then it, it, and and it's interesting because I, I do think you have to be as aggressive as possible. And very clearly, the Grizzlies were at the trade line as aggressive as possible. Can you imagine though that if you had, had done something that really damaged your future in the interest? of making this year the best it could be at the trade deadline, and then all this crap had happened. Like, that's why, in fact, you want to maintain, you want to maintain being competitive over a period of years because you are one Kevin Durant turned ankle or one John Morant uh, Insta-Live video mm-hmm. or, or whatever else from that this particular year to being flushed down the toilet. So... Um, Anyway, why do you believe they will win a playoff series? I believe that they're going to win a playoff series because I simply think, like, two things are probably true. The Grizzlies were probably not as good as maybe we thought when they were in the midst of, like, the 11-game winning streak and they were fighting for first. They probably weren't as good as maybe we had hoped at that point. 
I also think they're not as bad as it feels at times. And when you start to consider the teams that they are likely to play, like I think we saw last night, Golden State in a playoff series isn't the world's worst matchup, and I think that's probably the toughest possibility. Like I'm sorry, like I don't, I do not fear the Clippers if the Clippers were to fall in a playoff right. series. I don't fear Minnesota. I don't really fear Dallas. I don't fear the Lakers, and I don't fear the Pelicans. I mean, those are kind of the teams that we're talking about, and the Grizzlies are going to get those games at home, and we've seen this team is an elite team at home. Yeah, how do you feel about the Warriors? If they were, I mean, that's what we heard last yesterday from Dylan, was they, they want them in the playoffs. Um, they obviously didn't have Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, but, but then again, there's no Jahan, no Stephen Adams. Uh, I hear the music playing. So uh, I would want them was, the least of the teams that I just mentioned. I would want them the least, but I still wouldn't. I mean, in the end, I'm kind of with you. It just feels like we're destined to get that playoff series. So I'm just kind of embracing one, one, it at this one, point. One, one, one way or another. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm on my way to. Uh, I'm on my way to Fort Worth. I will stop at the Bucky's if I uh, if I see it out my minivan window. I hope you all have a great weekend. What is coming up next, Jeffrey, on 92.9? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Anthony Sane will join them today. Blake Topmeyer joins us on Giannato and Jeffrey. Jeff will be uh, with Gabe uh, at 5 o'clock from Fort Worth. Thanks for listening, buddy. Uh, Seriously, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. For now, work is done. BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Must be 21 years or older. Must be in Tennessee. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make your appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for a full list of terms and conditions. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Need new wiper blades but not sure which ones are right for you? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. We'll show you options for your vehicle and even install your new wiper blades for free. Right now, save $10 per pair on Bosch Focus wiper blades so you can see better in any weather. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Mom, Dad, Sis? Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through March 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity internet during our limited time Xfinity 10G network launch celebration for just $25 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Hi, folks. Good news from the Chevy Sheriff for truck buyers. This truck month at the Sunrise Chevy Ranch. Rebates up to $2,000 and discounts high as $7,000. Bankrupt, slow, pay, bad credit. It's okay. Sunrise specializes in secondary financing. Need a good used truck? Remember, Sunrise Chevy specializes in used cars and trucks under $15,000. Chevy trucks cost less at the Sunrise Chevy Ranch, partner. Find new roads to 385 in Houston, Levy, and Collierville. Check out the all-new Sunrise Truck Corral. Huge selection of nothing but trucks. All makes, all models, all prices, all trucks. All the time. Next to Sunrise Wolf Jay. How do you know I have three 
three sons. You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Maddie Sadeghi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Crime is out of control, and many people are asking what can they do to protect themselves. Well, you can start by saving money at the largest indoor gun range and academy in the Mid-South, Top Gun Memphis. We have the largest gun store of any range in the Mid-South, and we save the average shooter about $15 over any other range when you come out and shoot. Sign up for your permit to carry class at TopGunMemphis.com. Come to Top Gun Memphis, save money, and pick out the right fire.